Rick Emmett. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I apologize for uh, missing this the first time. That is okay. I heard you got paparazzi and all the fans were surrounding you and you couldn't get out. Yeah, sure. That's exactly, <laughs> that's, that's the story. The mob of ladies wanted uh, your autograph and your picture, so. Yeah, that doesn't happen much nah. anymore. I, I often remark in shows about uh, th- this is the year I turned 64. So, you know, I remember being a teenager with the McCartney song on the Sgt. Pepper album. And now I'm actually living it. You know, my hair is gray and my belly is kind of fat and round. And yeah, it's 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 an interesting thing. When you turn 64, the the government sends you the uh, old age security and the Canada pension stuff. And so you get the paperwork to sit there on your desk in front of you going, you know, you're really old. <laughs> You got you got to think of it like this is benefits now. This is money they're going to give me, right? Yeah. Well, th- th- there's the temptation of that, of course. Yeah. And then the other side of it is you go, no, hang on for a second now. I, my identity comes from getting up in front of people and and you know, venting myself and and then <laughs> oh, they I get this instant uh, you know love and and you know feedback and gratification and oh, geez, I. How can I live without that? My ego's never known a life without that, you know. So it's not an identity crisis or anything, except no. it's it's an identity crisis. <laughs> it's just you don't want it. You don't want those papers. You're well, only as old as you feel, right? I don't know that. You know, my wife took early retirement, so yeah. yeah so, and her life seems pretty good. Off to Pilates classes, she goes and walking the dog and seeing her friends and going for coffees and. Wow. And I think, yeah, you know, there is a temptation. There there definitely is something to be said for, you know, deciding that your life is not necessarily about, uh, you know, I don't know. I, you don't a, sound a, a like deeper you're... thing for me, Kate, is yeah. the idea of that, like, music has been my calling yeah. all of my life. And, you know, that, that that's sort of been a lucky thing. I'm kind of blessed for that. So, how you know, how would I walk away from that in a professional sense? I, I still really get a kick out of it, you know. Yeah. So I, I don't think I would ever, I don't think I could ever do it. It's not like it's a job for me in certain ways, you know. I mean, I hate the traveling, but man, oh man, do I ever love the gigs, you yeah. know. So, no yeah, kind of. word in your future. I'll tell you this. When, when I was uh, a young man and, you know, a career really started sinking its teeth, and uh, there's, a, there's a, a phrase that I really like, John Updike once wrote, that fame is a mask that eats into your face. And, mm. uh, you know, a job in show business, yeah. uh, depending on how deep you, you get into it, that's what happens. You know, it, it, that's, it's going to eat into your face. And I think that happens for everybody. Anybody that's in sales or, you know, anybody that has to deal with small children or grand old people or, you know, whatever, the, yeah. you know, you have to have masks. That's how we socially get along. But um, for me, you know, um, I I look at I can remember looking at people that, for example, sang in a church choir, and they love music and they're just mm-hmm. doing it for the love of music. They're not doing it because they get a paycheck or because, you know, somebody's going to write about them in a magazine or you know allow yeah. them to shoot their mouth off on a radio station or whatever. <laughs> you know, like it. They're not worried about fame and fortune. They're yeah. just doing music for its own sake. And I used to envy that. I used to look at that and think, yeah, you know, what if I didn't have to always sort of be in this kind of meat grinder thing yeah. of, of, you know, chasing the business. But, you know, I, I think I was pretty good at chasing it. <laughs> so, 
you still feel like you're chasing it though? Do you feel like there's a point that you stopped and it just kind of chases you? Yeah. Well, that's see, yes. And here we are, philosopher's corner. I know. <laughs> yeah, deep like, thoughts for a Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah, I I think that I think that um, I, you know, there's certain things about the business that you can't escape the fact that it's chasing you and you don't like it. You know yeah. that that you know I put out an album on Mascot Records uh, in November of 2016, and so then you go on that carousel of they're they're sending you, you know, your day right. starting at 9 a.m. Or actually, starting even earlier, you know, starting at eight fifteen a.m., you're going to start doing the morning radio shows uh, on the eastern seaboard of the United States, right. and you're going to spend the entire day doing interviews every fifteen minutes uh, because morning shows are moving across the time zone. Right. You know, and and you've got three days of that booked. You know, <laughs> and you look at that and you go, Oh yeah, I remember this. I, you know, I never liked this, but it goes with the territory, right? It does. And and. Most folks don't realize that's kind of, they hear you on the radio and they think, oh, you know, he, it's not like he's doing 14 of these today. Well, yes, he is, actually. <laughs> he's, he's doing, doing 20. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that, uh, I, I kind of go, geez, I, I don't like that much. <laughs> in, in a way, you have to step back from it and say, okay, but this is only for a very short period of time. And, yeah. and it's not that bad. And you know the the other the flip side of the coin was right. that I got to make a rock record at 63 years of age <laughs> who gets offered that you know almost like an unlimited license yeah. to just go ahead and go into the studio and hire the musicians I like and you know get Alex Liveson to play rhythm guitar on something and yeah. get the guy from Dream Theater to come in and sing my songs so you know i mean <clears throat> that's that that's the upside, yeah. you know, and and I you, you don't you know you don't get one side of the coin without the other. That's how it works. I think every job is is probably similar that way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So this you're talking about resolution nine. Yeah, uh, resolution nine, and and uh, the experience that I had, you know, and now that we're talking <clears throat> back in sort of May of of uh, last year, you know. Uh, one of the best days of my life was May 16. I had Alex Lyson playing guitar on my album in the morning, and I had uh, James Labrie of Dream Theater singing in the afternoon at wow. Metalworks. And, you know, the, that's moments, a lovely right? thing to have, have happened. And, yeah. you, know, um, I, you know, I'm never going to regret that I did the record, even though, you know, <clears throat> now we're at the stage where the, the statements arrived. <laughs> so I look at those, <laughs> and I kind of go, wow. <clears throat> and, you know, here's a revelation for you. 105 pages. That's the that was the statement from the record company, and it's all of these entries like, oh, I, I I did this on Spotify and I did this on you know blah 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 on iTunes. And you've got to read through all of this. Well, you know, you you, you run a, <laughs> a critical eye down the down across the pages because yeah. every entry is for point zero zero three cents. So oh. by the time you get to the end of 105 pages, you know you've you've made 122 dollars, and you kind of go. Well, that just seems ridiculous. That just doesn't seem to make any sense at all, you know. Yeah. But this is the world we live in now, a digital yeah. age, you know. So yeah. all of these transactions are fractions of sense. You know, stuff moved through fiber optic cable at the speed of light. <laughs> and you go, <laughs> yeah, great, you know. That's and uh, what was in it for me exactly? You yeah. Know, so. so that album is, is out now. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, in truth, it doesn't really dominate my life. Okay. Like, the, like the gig that I'm playing at the Aeolian and the yeah. things that I do on the road with Dave Dunlop, that's really the, the main thrust of what I do now. He okay. and I go out and play these shows, and uh, 
they're very civilized and they're fun and they're relaxed. And uh, I mean, I do play band shows from time to time. But the, the, it's like we're going to go on a cruise yes. in February. When Saw that, the Legends yeah. of Rock cruise. Yeah, yeah. And they're fun. I've done them before. Those gigs, rock band gigs and those kinds of gigs, yeah. they only come because you're the guy that used to be the guy. You're oh. really getting it. People want to hear, you know, the old uh, Triumph stuff. And, and I don't mind that. Um, yeah. And I, But I, I prefer to deliver it it's sort of in the acoustic duo version because I don't have to wear, you know, like the in-ear monitors and you don't have to stand in front of amplifiers where the other guitar player plays too loud. And oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm getting a little old for that, trying to, <laughs> you know, trying to look skinny in black pants, you know. I, you don't want to put the leather pants on anymore is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah or the those. spandex or the, <laughs> yeah. Who else is on the uh, Legends of Rock cruise then? Do you know? Um, I don't know who the headliner is. Last year when we did it, uh, Peter Frampton was one of the headliners, and that was fantastic because I always really liked him, oh, and uh, and his band was really good. Like they don't, they sort of don't slide into uh, old age anything. You know, they're not they're not just uh, going through the motions. Okay. Although Alice Cooper was the headliner one year, and he was going through the motions. That okay. was he, he didn't wear the makeup. They they weren't going to allow him because the boats go offshore. Yeah. Um, and you're literally uh, outside the things. There was something about him not being able to, uh, you know, bring his guillotine and his bloody heads and all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like so, because he wasn't going to do that. The show he did was really he just did cover tunes of of you know classic rock stuff that he liked. Oh. And, it was pretty boring, oh. you know. It wasn't Alice, you know. <laughs> yeah. But um, he normally puts on a good show, so yeah, I get what you mean. Yeah, yeah. The when the show's not there, you kind of go, "Wait, yeah. what, what am I seeing?" You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, can't, you know, for the life of me, oh, you know what? I, I, Sammy Hagar is, yeah. is one of the headliners. Okay. And Sammy's in his seventies now, but yeah. he's still gun throating his way through shows, and you know, he loves it. He's a rock and roll kind of guy. He so. doesn't live like he's in his seventies. No, 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 he and he looks like there's going to be no tomorrow exactly. either. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll be fun. So you're doing this tour with uh, Dave Dunlop, who um, he seems to have a lot of credentials behind him as well. Yeah, and Dave is one of those kind of. And of course, London knows Dave. Our, our guest mm-hmm. list is fairly large because he has been involved in the Jeans and Classics kind of thing, yeah. which Peter Brennan runs there, and and you know originally started with the London Orchestra years ago and. And Peter had sort of said, oh, Rick, you know, uh, he'd done some shows for me. And he said, it would be great if you'd come in here and be our guitar guy that we could count on from show to show to show. And I said, I'm not the guy, Peter, but Dave is really, you know, he's kind of my right-hand man, and I think he would be perfect for you guys. So he does that a lot. Again, he he sends me pictures where, you know, they've put his his, uh, image on the side of a bus somewhere (laughs) driving because he's playing in, like, I don't know, Denver, Colorado, and yeah. Dave is on the side of a bus playing his guitar. I go, yeah, That's yeah, okay, awesome. you're a big rock star, okay. <laughs> so this show at Aeolian, it's just you two with your guitars unplugged, right? Yeah, although unplugged is a bit of a misnomer. Okay. We we play a brand of guitar that, that you plug it in so that you can have pedal boards so you can do all okay. kinds of stuff. Like, you know, Dave makes his guitar sound like a violin sometimes, and I I play a wah-wah solo in Rocky Mountain Way. and <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, cool. I mean, we, we still have some fun. The, the, we, the, I'll give you the, an idea of the outline of the thing. We we usually play, you know, some of the old Triumph stuff in an in acoustic duo kind of revamped format. 
then we'll play some sort of a guitar thing where we're like chasing each other around the stage a little bit and having some fun, <laughs> musically speaking. And then uh, we'll throw in the odd novelty thing, like as I said, McCartney's "When I'm 64" has found its way into the set a time or two in the last bit, and and uh, things like I don't know Monty Python songs or oh, and Dave awesome. does a thing in the second set which we on the set list I know just write Dave sing along, and he'll pick a tune. From it, from the classic rock era, sort of, or or even maybe a little later than that, yeah. and um, that we get the audience to to do a big sing along. It's like uh, it's kind of like Hootenanny Kumbaya thing, except oh, that's awesome, <laughs> you know, updated. And yeah, it is awesome. It's kind of hilarious. And we had a really deep moment w- with that, where <clears throat> we were out in California a few weeks back, and we did a run of shows, and you know, Tom Petty had just passed away, so we were doing mm-hmm. Tom Petty songs. And there was one night where we were doing free falling, and I swear it was just goosebump city. You just gave me goosebumps talking about I, yeah, it. Yeah, I know, I know. It's one of those things, right? And so, and I don't have to sing. All I got to do is sort of stand up there on stage and and be playing guitar, and the whole crowd is singing that chorus. It was just, yeah, it was it was heavy. That's a cool moment, though. Yeah. Yeah, so and we do that every night. Maybe it's not that as cool as that every night, but well, when you come to London, we're pretty cool, so it's going to be really cool. Okay, <laughs> Rick, thank you for talking to us. It's been a pleasure again. I always love chatting with you, and uh, again, everybody can go and see you at Aeolian Hall. Uh, looking forward to that. Um, it's this Saturday, so we don't have to wait very long. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks, uh, Kate. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it.